And we'll continue with uh, instructions that help develop our mindfulness practice. And we'll do that every day at this time. I thought just to begin, I'd read a a text from a well-known spiritual teacher. This is from Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Pooh and Piglet are walking down the spiritual path, so to speak. And Pooh asks, what day is it? Piglet squeaks, it's today. Pooh, my favorite day. So that's where we are. And so let me invite you, I'll give uh, instructions just in a moment. Let me invite you just to set your intention for uh, this sitting. It could be connecting with your larger intention to explore, maybe to understand, to come to greater wisdom, care, freedom, and so forth. Or it could be, or and and or it could be um, very specific, such as I'm a little bit tired, I'm just going to try to stay as present as I can and give myself a little slack. Could be, could be that. And then in the, in the practice uh, session today, I'll introduce uh, some new instructions. And then I'll invite us to start by returning to the instructions we've already had, which are to first to settle with the focus on one's anchor, for many of us the breath, for some perhaps uh, the hands together or some aspect of body sensations or sound. To settle there and then to, when other body sensations are predominant, to let that be the focus until they're no longer predominant or one's not not sure what's predominant. And I'll give uh, a further instruction right now. And then about, you know, after a little while in the sitting, I'll invite us to uh, work with those instructions or actually just when, whenever you feel some degree of settledness. And this is the instruction that's given in the discourse from 25, 2600 years ago on the foundations of mindfulness. It's about attention to what's called feeling tone, the sense of pleasant or unpleasant or neutral that comes with every experience. It comes with what we might call a kind of valence or charge of one kind or the other or a way that it's in the neutral zone. And In our mindfulness instructions, we usually start with settling and we also start where the aspects of experience are a little more 
accessible, we might say more gross in the sense of uh, being very easy to access. We, we move towards more subtle dimensions of experience. You know, in the course of the day and tomorrow we'll be bringing in the practice of mindfulness of thoughts and emotions. The sense of pleasant or unpleasant or neutral is a little more subtle. We don't always notice when we're having a sense of something being pleasant or unpleasant. We might sometimes react and not even know that it's pleasant or unpleasant. The instructions on noticing when something is pleasant or unpleasant and in our instructions this morning, it will be especially when something is significantly pleasant or significantly unpleasant. I'll give some very basic instructions on working with this uh, second foundation of mindfulness. We could go into uh, quite a lot of depth and detail and, and work with this instruction in a number of ways. But I'll give some very simple ones uh, this morning. And this, these instructions are crucial in relationship to what Oren was talking about uh, yesterday, which is that the habitual tendency when something is pleasant, if we are not mindful of it, not conscious, we will tend to grab hold of the pleasant. That could be done physically, that could be done mentally. I could say, oh, I really like this. And when there's an unpleasant experience of any kind, whether it's in the body, a thought, an emotion, if we're not mindful, we will tend to react and push away the unpleasant. And so noticing when the pleasant is there, noticing when the unpleasant is there, and in other instructions we would also guide ourselves to study the neutral, because the tendency is when the pleasant is there, we grab hold. When the unpleasant is there, we push away. And when the neutral is there, we tend to space out. And so when we can actually track the unpleasant and notice that it's unpleasant, we make possible through the mindfulness that element of choice which we were looking at earlier. That we may realize, oh, this is really pleasant. I know that there'll be tendencies to grab. Let me notice those tendencies. Do I really want to go there? Right? And so it might be uh, the tendency that we see very easily with food. Oh, that's pleasant. And we notice the hand going for the next spoonful right away. And we can notice that over and over again. And probably in terms of our speech practice, it may be more, even more um, relevant and significant what we do when something is unpleasant. That when, when something is unpleasant, that's the moment someone says something to me which feels unpleasant, could be interpreted as mean, negative, judgmental. And that's the moment in which I might immediately react back and react against the 
other person. Because again, when we're not noticing the pleasant or unpleasant, it can go very quickly, sometimes virtually automatically. It's like bam, bam, you know. Someone says something mean to me, right away, I say something mean right back. I don't notice the unpleasant. And so this is a training. We can train ourselves to notice the unpleasant. And we can learn to work with it in a few different ways. And I'm going to suggest uh, two ways to work with it. One way is just to notice when there is a significantly pleasant or unpleasant experience. It could be just some, you know, some mild or moderate tension in the shoulder. Just to notice that, we can make the label in our minds very quietly unpleasant. And then we can learn just to be with it as long as we know that it's not uh, causing damage. So one of the practices is to be able to be with the unpleasant and learn to be with it, especially when it's not causing ourselves or others harm. Sometimes we don't have the choice. Something unpleasant is there, as Oren was saying, can I be with that? So it's to notice the unpleasant or the pleasant and to be with it as long as that's not causing harm in some way. So this is a very basic training. And we'll weave this in in various ways to what we look at in the uh, coming, coming days. So first, just to settle the attention. It can be with the breath or your anchor if it's not the breath. And I think come to some degree of settledness. And then I, I won't actually come in and invite us to work with the uh, feeling tone practice of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. But just when you feel some degree of settledness, you can then, which may be five minutes, ten minutes, then you can switch and bring attention to, especially towards the sense of pleasant or unpleasant when it arises to notice it.
Another way to practice uh, looking at feeling tone is just from time to time just to check in and ask, what's my mood right now? Where does it fall on the range, on the continuum from very unpleasant to very pleasant? Just to ask, what's my mood right now? One could do this periodically just to have a sense of the general mood that can be affecting how we interpret things, how we respond or react. Now, just for the last uh, three minutes or so of the sitting, see if you can notice the sense of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral with whatever is predominant moment to moment for the next three minutes or so. So it could be, oh, I'm sitting, my breath, kind of neutral. For something to be neutral, it doesn't have to be exactly right in the middle. It can be a range around not much very little pleasant or unpleasant. So see if you can just stay with whatever is predominant and just see what the feeling tone is, the sense of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, moment by moment. The teaching is that every moment comes with that quality of being pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral.
When you hear the bell, is there a pleasant, unpleasant or neutral feeling tone? <laughs> so you see, it can be actually a very interesting inquiry. Really, um, in a retreat, people may sometimes work with a lot of different instructions and work with this in a focused way, sometimes for days. You can, you can see just watching it over and over again can be very illuminating. So any um, questions or observations particularly related to our mindfulness practice? Anything could be from the last few days or anything uh, that's come up could be in relation to the instructions from today. Again, we'll, yeah, we'll use the mic again. Astrid, yeah. I have a question about sleepiness because I felt myself becoming sleepy. Yeah. And I know Oren mentioned that, that we can stand up. Yeah. Um, and I was, but I noticed myself being um, uh, just wondering if it's uh, how to stand up. Like, because I feel like sometimes we'll be reactive, just be afraid of the sleepiness. So there will be fear. And then I stand up a little bit more reactively. Is yeah. It's helpful. Um, to investigate where the sleepiness comes from, if it's lack of sleep or disbalance between concentration yeah, yeah. and energy. Really, really good question. This morning, was the sense of sleepiness pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? Um, well, I guess um, dissatisfaction came, so it was... Yeah, maybe it's a mix. The, yeah. Maybe the feeling could be pleasant and the thought that came after it could be unpleasant, right? Yeah, that's what happened, actually. Yeah. So really, that, see, see, it's a very interesting. You get to notice all this. Um, but it's a, very, it's a very important question. And so, um, first of all, again, it would be very normal if we're busy, uh, even without being tired, that we might become sleepy. So it is a good question to ask, to know, at least without thinking about it a lot, what's, what's the likely root of the sleepiness? Uh, I may know that I actually just have not got a lot of rest, and that might be behind it. Or uh, otherwise, there can be sleepiness just when we meditate, even with adequate rest, in which case the sleepiness is not so much about needing rest. Sometimes it can be an energy imbalance in the body. Right? So, so generally, I think Oren mentioned some ways of working with it yesterday. Uh, I think here we, you could... You know, just to reflect a little bit, but, you know, and to have a sense maybe of where it's coming from. Do you have a sense of it actually being about needing rest? Or? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't know, and yeah. asking the question why during the meditation, yeah. my initial training, I mean, teacher said don't do that in meditation, yeah. because then it activates the thinking brain. Yeah, if you get a lot of thinking, it's not so helpful. If you can just ask it and get a quick answer without thinking, that would be fine. Uh, and then, you know, given that it is coming from a need for rest, uh, you can plan to take a nap after lunch. <laughs> this is very esoteric meditation instructions. <laughs> and then, um, in, the, in the meantime, if you have enough mindfulness to stay with it, watching sleepiness can be very interesting. If you have, you know, you might have, let's say, 20% mindfulness and 80% sleepiness, you can actually sometimes watch it and it'll change. Sometimes you can notice, oh, I'm sleepy. You notice it for a little while, 
and then all of a sudden you're alert. That's interesting, right? And, and then other uh, techniques, again, assuming that it's actually just a need for rest, could be to uh, open the eyes, uh, bring a little more energy in the system, sometimes opening the eyes, uh, do the walking a little more vigorously when, in the walking period, and then um, standing up can be, can, be, can be helpful as well. Thanks. And, watch, and, and then, of course, watch any of your thoughts that are self-critical or making comments on it. Yeah. Thanks. Neil, please. So I've noticed in myself sometimes a tendency when, when you're kind of talking about the sensations to find the unpleasant sensations and sort of fixate on them. So rather than, uh, rather than avoiding them, like you said, more like being too intensely focused on them. And, and that they kind of like get very static and unchanging. Yeah. Yeah, and, and do you have thoughts connected with uh, that as well? Thoughts connected with your, it sounds like you're kind of fixing on the unpleasant. Do you mean like a judgment of that or, or something? Any, like? any kind of thought or, you know, like could be a judgment or my meditation, you know, isn't going so well or whatever. Um, Maybe at times, sometimes I'm just more noticing that. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, okay, I've just spent the last 20 minutes sitting on this unpleasant thing, and it's just kind of not changed. And so yeah. maybe after the fact, being like, huh, okay, it seems like that's not... So would really you, are, are, you at, are you mindful of the sensations, the unpleasant sensations? Yeah. You, and is it, is it more like concentration or actually noticing changes? More like you're just really focused on it, almost like your one-pointedness. Um, I'll say for this practice this morning, it was more like, you know, scanning the body, moving around, but kind of kept coming back to, to that. To one place? Yeah. Yeah. Was it like a knee or a shoulder or something? Um, no, just kind of a sense of uh, tension and anxiety. In the whole body? Uh, in, in my chest. In your chest, Okay. Yeah, um, if that's predominant and it's not causing harm, um, one can stay with that, you know, can just stay with it, notice the sensations, notice what's going on. It could be, um, and if, if it's, you know, if it's getting really, really distracting or you're wondering about it, you could just shift posture. But generally we, we go with what's predominant as long as, it's, as long as you can stay with it in a balanced way. And, and when you say balanced, what, what do you mean by that? Meaning that you're mindful, not reactive. And just, again, if you, you know, or the, basically that you can pay attention to it rather than sit there uh, agitated in some way. Yeah. And if you can do that, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes, uh, you know, I, I've sat a lot with a general tension in my chest right here. And sometimes it's related actually to the heart opening. You know, it's different, different causes. And, uh, but we, yeah, we generally, uh, with mindfulness, we don't so much pick and choose which are good things to focus on. But we go with what's predominant. As long, again, if it's skillful, not causing harm. And, you know, we don't stay with, you know, if I have an injury in my shoulder and I have strong sensations there, I don't stay there. Right? That's, that's not wise or skillful. Um, but yeah, most so if you can have balanced attention where you're not reacting or not 
you know, and, and you can invite yourself to relax as well. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks. So I think, um, Kelly, if you can ask, I'll be, I'll be brief on this because we want to um, move to groups just in a moment. I actually just had a quick question kind of following up um, Neil's concentrating on that unpleasant feeling. Yeah. Are we um, able to then think about what is it that's causing that? And, you know, going back to those universal needs of like, oh, it's because of this that I'm in this discomfort so that then you can discover what it is that is causing that tension in the body. Yeah, generally with mindfulness, we don't do that. Okay. That could be wise, possibly at some point. Maybe we can come back to that. Generally with mindfulness, we don't do psychological investigations of what's leading to a particular experience. Basically, um, for one reason, it actually be, could be very hard to know. You know, if, if, there's, you know, if there's some quick reflection like, is this helpful around my injury and so forth? That would be wise. But to ask, like, what's the cause? Is there a, a need not being met? That could be valuable in another context. But in the context of mindfulness training, we generally wouldn't go there. Yeah, although uh, it's complex because sometimes, um, you know, there, there are ways that we can, there are ways that we can do a certain kind of inquiry that can be helpful, but maybe we'll bring that in later. But Anorin wanted to add one thing. I, I was going to say something similar to that, and also just that I think one of the things that's important is to be really clear about what we're doing and what technique we're using when we're doing any kind of contemplative practice. So there's value in inquiry and that, but to be clear, okay, if I'm doing mindfulness practice, then let to do that wholeheartedly. And right. if I'm doing inquiry, then to do that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So there are clear instructions for mindfulness to follow those, but we'll, we'll bring in uh, inquiry that might, would go into the territory, because that could be very valuable, but we just want to yeah, be clear what practices we're doing. Okay, great. Um, so um, we have uh, time for walking now. We'll come back at 10.30. We have uh, some of us in groups. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.